Oh yeah, my sofa. Uh, my sofa. Uh, final show. Yeah. Enjoying. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's the history. That thing's going to be in the morning. Absolutely gone. Yeah, so rude awakening. Wife just called me. Remember, Chris, so for us to be our up at six in the morning. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 49 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my moderate to bad friend, Mo Rich. It's Formerly me. Formerly known as Morgan Richards. No, it's me, Morgan Richards, and I know it's obvious. But I am casually dressed, oh, and we're about sake. to have a deep conversation oh Look, with even this Bob's week's upset. Guest. Bob's not even involved in this week's podcast, but he's in the room, and he's upset with that pun. Look uh, at him, he's shaking his head. It had to be done. Did it have, It doesn't, yeah. no, look. Because it's all the range. The range, the range isn't, well, all the range. It's a place uh, where uh, women go to buy uh, stuff. You mean all the range? <laughs> yeah, I you do. You fucked that up. You were I so do. eager. Uh, yeah, I could yeah. sense you were so eager to get that out, and you fucked it up, and I ate it. I, I hate myself a little bit too, but you anyway. Because if you did, you'd stop. Uh, look, that's what I think of you. <laughs> And that's it. That's in the podcast. That's the first live fart we've had on a podcast. Stop oh. doing puns or I'm going to keep farting into the mic. And that's just rude. <laughs> anyway, episode 49 of Sapling Podcast. And we're recording this backstage. Yes. In London's O2 Shepherd's Empire. <laughs> no, wrong. No. In O2 uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire. That's the one. That's where we are. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mad. Oh, my God. Oh, it's life. been a long couple of days. Okay? It has been a long couple of days. Yeah. Our guest this week <laughs> is the absolutely brilliant guitar virtuoso and founding member of Funeral for a Friend, Chris Roberts. Yes, correct. And I'm very happy about this. Yes, me too. Me too. What a guy. Uh, what a guitarist. What a band. What? I don't know what I'm doing with it then. Just saying what. But yeah. Yeah, we had Chris on. And uh, yeah, we talked a bit about everything from... The band starting, how they got gigs in the beginning, how they met each other, how they met other people in the South Wales scene, through to the recording process, what his favourite record is. Yeah, we literally dive into all different elements and catalogues, really, of Feel for a Friend and everything in between. And of course, we recorded this at the special one off reunion shows. Yeah, this could possibly be. The last ever film for a friend show Ooh. ever tonight. That hasn't happened yet. 
but by now by the time people are listening to this it will has happen. happened yes well yeah it's after tonight isn't it so yes yeah of course yeah don't look up in the air like you're trying to work out when this is it's not coming out tonight is it no okay cool yeah um yeah so this might be the last ever film for friend show so it's gonna be emotional yes. um i was lucky enough to play last night with them in irplas in cardiff which was amazing it's been amazing being at all these three dates and yeah i've just been chuffed to the fact that i've got to relive my youth and be in the mosh pit as we mentioned in the interview like this is the second time this year i've come out of mosh retirement you have so uh yeah thank you very much to funeral for a friend for having me at these shows and letting me attend because it was a time when i thought maybe they won't because i'm so annoying Possibly, but it has been a, a great couple of a few days. Yep. I, you and the boys and Raiders have, uh, I don't know why, but let me tag along with you. and. Well, yeah, I don't know why now. Yeah, I, I know, I'm sorry. Looking back at it now. I'm well, I did buy you all donuts on the first day, that so was that's, very that's kind probably of you. That why. was very kind of you, and you will be invited back in the future for that reason. Only for donuts. Only for donuts. Which Bob's is, agreeing in the corner as well. Which is so. now your new band name, donuts. <laughs> no, but it's been a great atmosphere here. It's been really emotional and yes. just love has been pouring from every orifice 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 he said orifice I said orifice and then I followed yeah um, it's hard doing with Bob in the room because I know I'm going to mess oh up yeah, I, I know Bob is I literally can, oh no, I can literally just have right, a, <laughs> I've done 48 others of these really right and I feel tension from you from, uh, from oh. me like from, from you with me being in the room. With Bob being yeah, I can feel the added. I can feel that you might fuck up at any moment and you were worried that Bob is going to absolutely chop your head yeah. off. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I get it. He's trying to be silent. We should, do you know what we should do? We should do more of these intros, right, where we just pretend somebody's in the room. Oh, look who <laughs> Tom DeLong's turned up, but he's not saying a bloody word. Oh, he loves aliens. Look at him. He's, you are, you've seen... You've seen a new spaceship lately? <laughs> oh, what's it look like? <laughs> oh, very white. There's Bobman doing mimes as if he's on the long. This podcast has gone mental very, very quickly. What I'm trying very to say, though, yes. is these shows have been for a very special reason, and it's just been wonderful to see all the love from everyone, and it's just been absolutely beautiful. So, Sean, yes, can you tell all the listeners, if they're not aware, what these shows were about? Uh, yeah, so Film for a Friend... Um, as we all know, had gone on permanent hiatus up until um, about three months ago when a mutual friend of ours, Stuart Brothers, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So the Funeral for Friend boys, being as big-hearted and lovely as they are, decided that they wanted to make as much money for Stu and Stu's family as possible. So decided to do these three shows where all of the money made goes to Stu's family so they've also set up a Just Giving page if you go to justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash for big stew I believe hopefully you can still give towards the cause there uh, last time I checked they were on £8,600 which is awesome but I know we can all do better than that yep. and um, yeah all of these shows and all the merch and everything they're doing is going to Stu's family so it's a beautiful thing from the boys um, it's a beautiful cause for somebody who was genuinely a beautiful beautiful person mm. so yeah it's just um, been really touching atmosphere here and as yeah. Sean said and make sure to head over to that Just Giving page as soon as possible while it's still up and get involved with it as well yeah if you could spare anything at all please please um, 
check it out because uh, yeah it's going to go into trying to make things a little bit easier for his family going forward yes as easy as things can be when something as catastrophic yeah. as this has happened yeah. but as we've already mentioned these last couple of days have been incredible Sean's yes. come out of Mosh retirement I even did a Mosh at the second Carver show woke up in the morning and I felt like well you Mosh so hard you fell asleep or you Mosh so hard no, you knocked no, yourself no, out no 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 basically no I did the Mosh and then the gig ended then I went home and I went to sleep but then when I woke up in the morning ah there you go right um I hadn't moshed in so long. I think like mosh muscles had come back, and then like I mosh could, I've yeah. never heard of muscles. 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 You're picking up on everything today. Yeah. Um, well, you have bang over, did you? Bang over. Yeah. Yeah, you had hang over, bang over. I can't uh, imagine what it would have been like for you guys because I've got a wonky neck all day Ooh. today. Yeah, I can't look right. I've got to go a full one eighty left if I want to look right. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm gonna spin around like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Um, but anyway this is going to yeah. be a great conversation with Chris he really opens up about everything and this uh, awesome insight into the world of Freedom for a Friend what he's been up to since the breakup and everything else in between yes. so we won't go on too long yes but we will mention some things very quickly yep. head over to our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram where at, at Sappening Pod S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D not the new metal band with the dreads that's on Instagram Twitter and maybe one day Facebook but for now not Facebook so don't bother checking Facebook yeah so go there give us a follow and like all our stuff and get involved tell us what guests or any suggestions you have about anything at all regarding Sapling Podcast and maybe hopefully we can do something about that yes if you've enjoyed any of the last 49 50 52 I don't know how many hours we've done by now loads of hours because there's been specials many bloody hours Um, please think about checking out patreon.com forward slash sappening and uh, yeah supporting the podcast going forward every penny goes back into keeping us alive and making the podcast bigger and better than ever before yes and we're going to be making a special donation to the Food for a Friend Just Giving page as well in honour of this episode so yeah everything helps yeah cool Um, should we get on with the episode yes let's get into it right on the marks cassette go Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! 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 Yes! Our guest this week is the wonderful, always been absolutely lovely to me, um, despite a lot of the miserable looks on his face, it's the fantastic. <laughs> what are you smiling at? Yeah, I, don't know. I think you are. I can't tell under the mustache anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't finish the intro. Yeah. The guitar virtuoso Chris Roberts of Funeral for a Friend. Yes, yes. Thank wow. you very yes, much. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out. No, thank no pleasure. You. And thank you for having us with you for the last three days, just letting us be about. I came. How many times? It's oh. <laughs> 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 been a, yeah, a couple of loads released over the last three days. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having my band and for allowing me and Morgan yes. to be around you guys over these last three shows. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, we're recording this in the London show, which is yes. the last date of these very special reunion shows really and yeah last night in Cardiff was just incredible to see you all back on stage and playing those songs again and the crowd just absolutely loving it from literally the first note yeah oh, thank you boys thank oh, you very much oh, it's been uh, lovely to have you oh, love you, boys. Oh. Um, you cheer me up as well with this podcast oh, oh cheers thank you very much my miserable mornings into work <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you've got a w- miserable morning tomorrow this is oh. the rock and roll lifestyle that people don't yes. know about so tonight Chris is playing a sold out show he's sold out in under five seconds <laughs> in a 2500 capacity venue in London curfew's 11pm what have you got to do tomorrow uh, get a sofa out of my house by our bar sex <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot you gave me it was just so deadpan um, yeah people don't expect people think oh they're going to be doing cocaine and strippers till the wee hours until about three <laughs> <laughs> yeah then it's going to take three hours to get home and then he just yeah. grabs the sofa straight away if that's not a reality check then I don't know what it is to be honest I mean <laughs> no it's, uh, it's brought back down to earth but yeah as Morgan said the shows have been um, been amazing yeah. so far and uh Yes, yeah, all for an uh, an amazing cause. Um, Big Stu, uh, our mutual friend, sadly passed away uh, a month or so ago. And yeah, we do it. Well, you, you guys decided to do these shows as a benefit for him, and so his family will have some money off it. And uh, that's that's a beautiful thing. Did you all know straight away that you wanted to do something like this, um, or did somebody specifically come up with the idea? Well, it was weird because, like, we obviously we've been being asked quite a lot since we broke up. Or, uh, are we going to reform? Are we going to do any more shows? And kind of, I think the way that we finished everything as a band was so kind of poignant. It kind of tied everything up. We we got Matt and Ryan involved. We kind of it felt like, you know, there's that line drawn in the sand. There's no need to kind of go back over that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan called me, and it was the day that uh, Stewart put up. Th- that kind of he'd been given his terminal prognosis and he was just like we got to do something so we were initially talking about uh, kind of auctioning stuff off like what do we have memorabilia wise if we can kind of like 
do an event and sort of sell it off and I, I'm useless like I have nothing at all from kind of our history I don't have yeah. I don't have any of our vinyls I, oh, well, okay. I don't think I have our CDs I, yeah I literally I kind of I'm not that kind of sentimental person yeah. who keeps things so uh, yeah I was talking to Ryan and we were kind of brainstorming and we were just like look you know really if we want to make kind of a difference and it's also because like Stu was so important to not just us but yeah. to so many people in the scene mm, totally. and it's like when you see something like that everybody wants to do something to help but it's it's kind of how can you what can you do Yeah. so the idea was to do to do these shows uh, we kind of pitched it to the rest of the boys in the band obviously everybody came back straight away with the yes and then it was amazing because you started to see kind of how everybody wanted to help out yeah, people yeah. wanted to kind of put things forward and kind of you know anything they could do to help and you know that's just a reflection of kind of how loved he was and how important yeah. he was to everyone oh yeah he was literally um, no pun intended he was he was a massive character like he was such a big part in the scene and I think he brought a lot of light um, and every time I saw him he was always happy and smiling and he'd wind Bob up now and again which is always good by me. <laughs> it's um, quite easy to do though, right? Oh yeah, very easy. Oh, w- one of my favourite memories of Big Stew was Bob was driving down Womanby Street outside Club Eva Bach after a gig so you can imagine how angry Bob already is because <laughs> there's people in his way, right? Next minute, comes bundling out of Club Eva Bar, his big stew, he's had a couple of tins, he's jumped on Bob's roof. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how angry Bob was. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby, he took her in there. Uh, he took <laughs> he her in his stride. Right, yeah. yeah. oh, get up in again, yeah, man. Get all up. right. Oh, it was fucking brilliant. Just to see Bob's little tiny pied go blood red mad was absolutely excellent. But um, yeah, Stu was such a big part and he'd be at all shows. Didn't matter if they were like metal bands or like pop bands or pop punk bands. Mm-hmm. He was always about and always supporting. I remember he did um, a show for his birthday bash and he was Shape My Fate headlined, Shape My Addiction, Johnny Mental, 21 Meadow Street and The Blackout were playing. And we had like <coughs> the softer songs in out of all those bands right and we were like we can't play that metal bill with like our song it's high tide baby which is this <laughs> i apologize for the- oh you yeah so we were like we gotta write a song we gotta write an heavy song for this so we wrote a song called i'm a riot you're a fucking riot which ended up being one of the blackest most popular songs and we wrote that like, just because we were playing steve's birthday and we were like we can't be unmetalled no. we can't be unmetalled so <laughs> mad. yeah like people don't realize the legacy as in like little things like that like yeah. like songs dedicated to him and like created because of him but well it's amazing for us because like it it kind of extends outside of i guess the, the community that we had as well it's kind of there are people who uh they've, they've been coming to our shows for like you know the, the the kind of 15 16 years that we were touring for and they, they wouldn't just come to the uk they'd like fly to australia they'd come to america mm-hmm. and these are all people who kind of met through Stu, which is just that's that's insane to think yeah. that somebody kind of yeah. managed to to kind of have that sort of outreach to people and yeah it's just yeah he was incredible mm-hmm. for us man yeah it sounds like he really set the foundations not only for like 
the community of Funeral for a Friend fans were really the whole Welsh music scene for a, a long time as well. So yeah, I think he, he created a lot of things which I kind of you know I remember when we first started. It's kind of there's a lot of things that that kind of started with the the music scene that we kind of we come from. You know. Yeah. And I think that initially there's a lot of negative things, which is all about kind of with the bands like competitiveness and yeah. sort of, you know, oh we got to play faster than them, we got to be heavier than them, you know, we have to sing more in tune than them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel, I feel <laughs> all of those things, man. That was the worst of all. Yeah. Of it. But uh, no, but it's kind of he he brought like a, a fun aspect of getting kind of people together. I think in that sort of it was kind of the the people who were outside of of the bands and the people who were coming to watch us. You know, it's sort of he kind of he was the, kind of like the gravity of all of that which yeah. was uh, yeah just incredible yeah and it was um, it was really nice to see um, some of his family and some of his close friends at the Cardiff shows as well yeah it was just just a beautiful moment um, how was it uh, getting back on stage for the first time on that first Cardiff show oh yeah um, initially bricking it like properly bricking it yeah and then started playing I think within like the the, the introduction to, to Rookie I was like ah oh, this is fine We've, I've done this a million times <laughs> yeah. just going to, to the mode that I was going to and then through my head and yeah that, that was a really bad idea realised like oh yeah in three years you age horrendously <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, it was just incredible just to kind of see the, the reaction of everyone I just literally mm. felt like the most unbelievable amount of love in the room it was which was yeah. I, I think if we had played every single song wrong or backwards the people would. wouldn't have cared yeah. thankfully we didn't do that <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. yeah don't think about doing that tonight <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> what's well, an idea let's play all the songs wrong to see how well they like us <laughs> they really like us uh, something we probably would have done around 2007 I reckon that is let's, let's test the limits of people's love for us <laughs> but I just just seeing everybody on stage as well just the happiness in everybody's yeah. face yeah and um you got johnny phillips and andy and mevs up which was like part of the 2002 funeral for a friend lineup yeah that was our fifth show that was <laughs> yeah, yeah literally you four, yeah that's mad you did four with them and then that was the fifth yeah, yeah, and sixth now. It's not bad, is it? That's Ooh. quite a trajectory, that is. Yeah, right. I'm tall house, her plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tall house, three, four hundred people, her plus, a thousand odd. Nice, good stepper. I think you're remembering the tall house as being a bit bigger there, about right. uh, about 120, I think. <laughs> RL, yeah, and it wouldn't fall like that, so there would have been probably <laughs> <laughs> probably about 30 people in the tall house, and then yeah, a wow. thousand plus. Yeah. I came to film for friends. I missed the first gig apparently and then did the next six I think and wow. yeah absolutely blew my mind I just remember I saw you and I was like I just had the feeling I was like oh these are these are fucking gonna be huge and I wasn't wrong so nice one Mystic Sean well, could have told me though but you were <laughs> you're gonna be all like I don't even know who you are young, <laughs> sm- <laughs> young boy who will not stop following my band please go away you long headed fuck uh, I just remember I remember you and Scott always being at the shows just like yeah I loved it man yeah. loved it. I still loved it well me and Scott the other night we know, fucking uh, lost our mind we went in the pit we were fucking climbing yeah. oh it was all set. like that show the other night was like for me it was like going back to about 2004 2005 and just fucking letting go and it was amazing mm. and it made me 
like I said earlier, these past three days, I have been Christmas happy, like proper, like it's Christmas day every day. And I've had, <laughs> the, the last three days have been better than my last three Christmases combined. So thank you very much. And yeah, yeah. it's just been unbelievable. Oh, dude. Yeah, it has. It just felt like a giant reunion of that kind of peak of the Welsh scene, really, because there's people like yesterday I haven't seen in years. Yeah. And just, it just felt like a really family affair. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, kind of like it, it, like everything is going to inev- inevitably over time, things are going to fizzle out. And it's kind of, we had this like massive explosion uh, in Wales. And it's kind of, I think it's just a, a, a thing of what Welsh people are generally like. We come from a kind of a, a system society of people where generally you, you, you try to help out your, your, your neighbours, your friends you, you try to kind of do good within your community, yeah. it's kind of a slightly almost kind of like socialist idea I think, yeah. it kind of probably goes back to the minor strikes yeah. there, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the kind of for us it was like as soon as that kind of, that, that door opened it was to kind of, we wanted to chuck a wedge in it and then it's like we we always took Welsh bands out with us we always kind of wanted to do things you know so yes it's kind of I think that we built a scene not just, not us solely but like everyone oh no you like were we kind of we managed to to build a scene just out of the basis that it's like oh well you know we're gonna go and do this tour. Oh, have we thought about supports? Oh, there's some American band I've never heard of. Oh, fuck that! I don't want that. I want my mates on tour. I didn't do this to fucking tour with some strangers. A lot of them are clean sober. No, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, still get them. All. Still get them. Yeah, get them. Yeah, um, wicked. We'll we'll take them out. Just yeah. lock the bloody doors. Will you? <laughs> yeah, keep them away from the fridge. Really. For me, the first time we took them out with us, they lit, came off stage and they drank everything on a rider. <laughs> like. Yeah. I love it when you take on a band who's never like been on a proper tour and they just they just wandering about. <laughs> I saw someone yesterday, like um I think it was like someone who's friends of the band and he was just walking in the guitar text way all the time and I was like, Boy you can't stand the day, you just in the way and you just get people who were just wandering about the one got a clue. Um, oh, I've, I've been doing that for the entire time I've been doing it. <laughs> to be fair, I was a bit like that today walking around this venue because it's massive. Yes. Lang- lang- oh, it's it's out of Cleveland as fuck this place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get super <laughs> lost. Yeah. Yeah. Catacombs, don't you? Heavy spinal tap. But mm. um, talking about getting ready for these shows and getting the idea and everything behind it, what was your feelings in the days leading up to it? Because obviously so many people were so excited to see you guys back and playing these songs and just have all the vibing everything but because of what these shows are for was it a bit in two mindsets about the feeling on, on what really the energy would have been like and, and um, just for you guys personally because of how yeah I think like kind of it's, it's a weird one because obviously that there's a side of uh, to doing this that I haven't I haven't seen Matt since the last shows uh, I haven't seen Rich since the last shows it's mainly because I live in London you know kind of and when you start doing you kind of go from doing what you're doing with music to doing like kind of nine to five kind of you know day job it's like it, you think oh that's been a while well I'll contact him in a bit and the next thing you know three and a half years have gone by so yeah. kind of it was really exciting to kind of like or for me I was really looking forward to seeing kind of Matt, Ryan, Darren, Gav like you know kind of who else have I forgot there? Right, uh, Johnny, Johnny, Mavs. yeah, Johnny Mavs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 Andy, yeah. No, but it, it was like that. That was something that was discussed later doing yeah. the original kind of the the original lineup, and so yeah. But at the same time, it was also the kind of we've 
we were all kind of very cut up about you know Stu passing as well especially at the point that we found out that they're kind of you know we'd lost him and then, uh, yeah it was just to try and take the kind of focus away from this being something of it we were like it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be brilliant the whole thing is just about it being being fun you know like kind of because that's what what Stu was as a person wasn't he he was fun yeah. just just a fun person yeah he was so that was the the, the whole thing was like we just want to do something which like he'd enjoy yeah. he'd laugh at he'd find funny and you know to get Johnny Phillips back <laughs> on a drum kit after he hasn't played for almost 20 years that's, that's incredible yeah is, uh, yeah like you know that's that's a hell of an achievement that yeah. and yeah he, was, he, he's, he hasn't been too shabby either no yeah. Yeah. He's a, yeah. I walked in to the venue Sunday Johnny was like I'm getting there for half four so I was 4.20 I was outside just fucking rearing he was like oh, I'm inside so I came in and I was to be honest I was. I think I was expecting everybody to be in like a sombre mood but everybody wasn't like there was smiles on people's faces and then you just started playing the songs and I lost my <laughs> mind and I was just dancing on my own in a it was just me and film for a friend playing and yeah it's just it's it's been it's been a celebration enough i think yeah, a celebration yeah. Oh, no, of definitely life. like and that it's the one thing i think that kind of you know music does and it's something that we're like you know we're all passionate about we're passionate about steve was passionate about and it's it is music brings it really does bring people together and it's kind of you know for for us to have done something which is like we can only do with each other as well to be able to kind of get together and and do this and for for like so many familiar faces to have you you guys come out as well you know you. it's been uh yeah it's just been mind-blowing like we didn't expect yeah, we didn't know what to expect to be honest but the, the reception that it got the fact they were all sold so quickly was just yeah it's fucking unbelievable I, yeah I, well, how did you feel about that like you, did, you surely you you weren't ever gonna play the globe, were you? Really, you knew <laughs> that I was gonna sell well, out. Originally, our plan was that we wanted to do uh, a small warm-up show, and then maybe one show, and then obviously it's kind of uh, the small warm-up was meant to be the globe because, like you know. Yeah, I find like I've not played for like you know since kind of May of 2016. I've played guitar, yeah, played guitar regularly. I haven't, I haven't stopped playing <laughs> just because the band stopped, you know. But to perform, it was like it might be a bit rusty. We might need to do like a small yeah. warm up, and then yeah, the it's tickets exploded. went so fast. And I think Johnny had already kind of sounded out to a class to see if we could, yeah. if it was available. And then yeah, we just basically. The globe would have been like hell on earth. It would have been oh, boiling. It would have oh, been insane. Man, the, the, the response as well from we had from people being like, <laughs> "It's a hometown show." When you, yeah, well, all right, okay, <laughs> take man. your point. Nah, but yeah, it's just nuts. And then for them to go, uh, we we literally put everything on sale. They went instantly. We upgraded it, and before we announced that it was upgraded, it sold out. And then yeah, we announced that we were doing the other show. And as soon as we announced it, I just had loads of people going, "Can't get tickets. It's sold out." Yeah. I'm like, "Wow, pe people love us. <laughs> Thank you, people. No, they do. They do. And uh, yeah, like you said, at these shows, like I've been in the crowd, I've been in the pit. Everybody is f is fucking loving it. Like proper, oh. 
ecstatic like I was in the pit with people I don't know they were hugging me not because the, not because I was the fellow who was just on stage just because I was a fellow Far fan as a fellow Fumor fan in the pit just loving life yeah. and it was amazing it's just it's been such a fucking like bonding experience for not just me and my band but me and everybody around it including the fans and yeah you guys as well like I I kind of I think it had been so long like you said earlier when you don't speak to somebody for so long you kind of never know what the vibe is and then you always think oh how is it going to be so when I came back I was like because I haven't seen Matt for ages I was like how is this going to be now is it going to be a bit strange or whatever but everyone's been fucking lovely everybody's just been happy and yeah it's been it's basically I've done three days of this this tour it's a three day tour and it's been one of my favourites so no, I did. Likewise, it's man. Been that, like, yeah, it's been so fun. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has. It's kind of like, but saying about that, it was quite funny that we're like when we all walked into the room for the first time, like going into rehearsals, we all started talking, and we just like you know we we booked like to do six hours, I think six or seven hours, and we just all chatting, catching up, and it's like two and a half hours have gone by, and we haven't played <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all oh, right, yeah, we just sort this out, then, haven't we? Yeah, so yeah then like we thought we were motoring through the set the other night because when we were doing in rehearsals it'd take us six hours to get through that set yeah. and it was like oh this is going really quickly and it was like oh, oh no we're on for an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> it's like oh right okay yeah it's just because we didn't stop for yeah. two hours to talk yeah, yeah it's right. cool man just yeah, yeah it's like been awesome that shows that how much everyone's just been enjoying you know this experience and just uh, as Sean said celebrating just life in general and yeah definitely the, the good times of everything so. definitely yeah, yeah it's everything is celebrating life of stew is celebrating the music of Funeral for a Friend and the life of Funeral for a Friend and I wish it could go on I literally wish it could go on forever <laughs> yeah literally you're saying um, it would be fun fucking tastic but yeah it would be uh, it would be pretty special um, I'd, I'd definitely lose my job and that's so cool with me <laughs> yeah. going up to it yeah that's what I was going to say um, yeah in the in the break part what um, what's everybody been up to because I think everybody would be interested in what everybody's been up to um yeah well, personally i kind of i work down in epsom i work in a uh, a guitar retail shop nice. selling guitars uh which is fun it's like the whole thing that kind of i wanted after the band sort of finished is that i just wanted a job where i could go home at the end of the day you know you got yeah. structured routine it's kind of you have a, a bit of semblance of normality to your life because it sounds really really ungrateful that like when you're you're doing your tour and you're doing kind of you're doing really well it's kind of like i say it, it seems really ungrateful and it's just that whatever you do no matter kind of how much somebody might look at it and be like oh, I would love to be able to do that if you've done that like day after Solid, day year yeah. after year it's like the, it there becomes a point where it, it starts to feel like a job yeah. and it's all of the deadlines and things that you have to meet that kind of like you go oh well I'd be amazing to write, write music it is but it's kind of oh well we've got to write the record by this point because we need the we need the advance in order to kind of get the cash flow working yeah. and everything else and suddenly it just becomes really bloody stressful yeah. so yeah it's just it's been amazing for me because like to kind of come out of doing this go into I was terrified of like you know I haven't had a proper job since I was 20 I think this is what I've done since I was 20 I'm 38 now <laughs> so it's like yeah so it was terrifying for me but then it was like oh, I started and I kind of I kind of fell in love with with 
guitars again and music it's like through kind of where I work which is really cool and I know I actually know a lot more about them now than I did when yeah when I was playing it's really weird like you kind (laughs) of I'm more interested in guitars now because I sell them yeah than I was just for playing it every day because I was like oh well I got mine that's fine I'm gonna do I'll keep that that one works yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah I think kind of uh, Rich is like uh, the manager for UPS. Uh, Gav is uh, kind of studying and sort of uh, working towards being a social worker, I believe. Yep. Ryan's obviously in management. Everybody knows what Ryan's been doing yeah. because he's Keep already done the yeah, yeah. Yeah. podcast. That was Listen when you were calling to, me. Uh, what, episode 23, I want to say. Oh, there you go. Episode uh, 23, Ryan Richards. If he doesn't say Ryan Richards, listen to it anyway. Yes. <laughs> we don't know who it is, but listen to it anyway. It might be Ryan. Yeah. Um, that was the one where you were calling me miserable. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it would. Mm. On, I don't, he was in all fairness he was defending me Ryan was he shouldn't have he's turning on the miserable he's just starting on the proper fest and I was like Sean I finally got you turn, <laughs> up, turn that off I'm about to batter it yeah well, uh, who else was there um, yeah so Ryan's manager yeah, uh, Matt, Matt is Matt's living in uh, Germany uh, obviously works for Avocado and has uh, yeah just loads and loads of animals that he takes care of nice <laughs> yeah which is wicked uh, yes uh, kind of Darren's in uh, works in management as well uh, yeah we kind of <laughs> scattered all over the place I yeah. guess but it's good to see the mix of lineups as well and it's good yeah. to see like nobody's kind of I don't know not not better, but like weird, like, you know. Like there's, there's, no, there's, no e- there's no ego. Yeah, there's no ego. It's just all love yeah. fest, and everyone's cool. And there was a bit in the set uh, Sunday where, well, you've, it's happened every night where Matt says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Smith," and there was a cheer for Darren, and I saw the look on his face, right, and it nearly made me cry, and I went, "Yeah, fucking Darren." <laughs> so, yeah, the man's name, right? so the amazing thing with that is it, it seems like as if he's doing it on the basis of being like oh look it's amazing oh, Darren Smith he's actually taking the piss because he did that <laughs> every, every yeah. single every night, night for the entire time Darren was in the back <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was a uh, more of a nostalgic look from Darren of like oh yeah I forgot that this prick used to do this to me every night <laughs> uh, I just loved it I, just, I felt the crowd go mad like it was awesome it was yeah, yeah it was, it was uh, it's been lovely to see for you what's it been like having like Ryan and Darren back in the fall playing songs and everything because obviously they were you got fewer went on for many years after yeah. both of them left individually so to have that mixture of lineups was it quite touching for you to look back at the whole of you for a friend and have a bit of everything yeah I think so I think the kind of we went through uh, a bit of a weird kind of period I think when I think it was when after when Ryan left because it's kind of at that point it's just me and Matt you know and it's kind of like if you think of the core kind of sound of a band it sort of is created by the, the individuals who are in a band and if you've got three people where you've got kind of quite a it's still quite a core of it and I think Ryan's drumming is really distinctive and yeah. so the moment that Ryan kind of stepped out where everything sort of musically we changed and I think we kind of didn't really sound like funeral for a friend the other thing that we were doing as well was constantly we'd like getting bored of playing our songs so we'd change them so it's like we'd be playing live and playing songs that people are really familiar with but doing things which weren't in them and changing them which we were like oh that's great and everybody's just like 
just play the fucking song <laughs> as it was why are you fucking with it I didn't come here to listen to you fuck up yeah. songs like that. Need a middle eight. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So no. So it's been. It was really nice because it's. It's like kind of. It, we're it's doing everything kind of as it was mm. as well, which is the, the the really nice thing. It's like we're not. I, I love having Ryan back because I'm not forced to be Mr. Angry Voice on stage. That's anymore. true. Yeah, yeah, you did have to fill in when he left. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do it well, and I didn't enjoy it. I kind of that got thrust upon me just on the fact it was like, well, you've been here the longest. You're gonna have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we all had a go, and it was like, oh, you're better. You can do it best. It was just like, ah, you've you've been in here for, for long enough. You should know how to do it by now. <laughs> You should have picked that up yeah, by now. Yeah. Well, yeah. the screamers, man. Yeah, you know the timings for everything, so yeah. you know, just yeah. yeah. So yes, no, but it, it, yeah, it's kind of like I don't know, putting on a pair of well-worn, comfortable shoes is what I would say. <laughs> Very familiar, but just yeah, really incredible, and yeah, quite emotional, I think as well. Yeah. How do you think it's going to be after tonight's show? Um, I don't know. After the the, the last ones that we did, uh, they were they were pretty kind of emotional but this is very different yeah um i think the kind of i think we'll all be happy and i think we'll all kind of uh well i got three days off now so i can i can be my normal miserable self <laughs> in that time so yeah, i think that kind of it'll be good very very good i think everybody will be on a high you know kind of it'll be a uh, i'm super excited to watch tonight that's yeah. the thing it's like i'm not even excited like every one of these shows i haven't been excited to play which is strange for me, right? Because I can't fucking wait to get yeah. people's attention. Yeah, you know me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I literally love eyes on me, right? But this, all yours, thank you. I was just thinking um, that, um, But every one of these shows, I've been like, I can't fucking wait till I'm off stage so you can go on stage so we can start this fucking show properly. And I fucking loved every night. And I'm as excited for this one as I've been for any show that I got coming up for eight. When was the last one was the six I did? Um, every Time I Die in 2003. Yeah, you're pretty excited for that. Yeah, you did. Hot Damn Info. You've come out with Moth Retirement twice in one year. Twice in it. And the Ric Flair. And the Ric Flair of music. Woo! <laughs> I've, come out of, I've come out of retirement twice this year to Mosh for other bands. Yeah. You're nice. right. Yeah. 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 One on a tour and one on a festival as well. So they're two different promotions. So oh, there you go. Look at this. Nice, nice, clear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, is this is this the last of we'll ever get a funeral for? Yeah, is there any itches that have, have um, to be scratched after this? Or are you all because you all knew the deal? Do you think this is just going to be? Well, I don't know. Legacy? I think the last the 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 last show was there was always the question because it, would we ever do stuff with with Ryan and Darren? I think this kind of obviously answers that. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be a band to ever go back into the studio and record another album. I, I kind of feel that, like, we with what we've done, we kind of pushed that to its limits. I, I think without we can't do any more without repeating ourselves, you know, which is, is the problem with having seven studio albums yeah. <laughs> it's like that that's a lot of songs it is yeah yeah so to, to kind of not repeat yourself is very difficult and i don't think we really have the desire anyway to do that um i always say never say never but yeah i, I don't think we've really got i don't think we've got anything lined up the whole thing but this was just to kind of get together 
kind of celebrates to help raise money you know and kind of just try and have some fun Hmm. and kind of you know make it fun for people as well so I don't think no I don't think we're going to have like this great revival <laughs> where uh, yeah we're not going to be like yes next week here's a 90 date tour all in Wales yes. all 90 dates are in Wales we're playing uh, the Armadale Coliseum 50 times that's it aye oof oh. don't we ever play there did you, no. ever, did you ever play no, there no never I don't know no. why I said it is it a real place I've all the venues no, so it, it is a venue I think we do comedy I don't know yeah, why I thought uh, yeah, of all the venues I've chose, I chose that nobody not, I know yeah. has ever played. Not like the arena in Cardiff or anything. Where like no, no. Club of Bach or, yeah, or no, any none of those places. No, no, Barflight, which isn't even there. Yeah. But I could have named it. No, no. I just named a venue I know bands have never played. But <laughs> fucking maniac! What's wrong with me now? Um, one thing I did want to mention, of course, on this these shows, you've been playing songs really from the old days, just up until the second record. I think it's safe to say that. Though the t- those two records were such a soundtrack to the, maybe a revolution of the, the rock and metal scene in the UK at that time, so many bands were influenced by that sound and it came up and kind of changed the game. Um, but like, how do you see those records and do you have that kind of same reflection on it, or do you do you see it differently? Because obviously you were living in it and part of those songs from it's, it's a bit weird because with Casually Dressed uh, we we recorded that in two different sections mm. kind of like two separate obviously two separate points two super, uh, different studios so it felt when we were recording it, it felt really fragmented and like the writing process we kind of I think Brian touched on this when he said that basically you know when a record labels are going like oh you know so how many songs have we got yeah we got 15 we've got five and they've they've all been released you know it's like so yeah we kind of lied our way into getting a record contract in that sense saying we're ready to go in the studio and we weren't so for casually it's weird because that seems to be the record that people love most that's kind of the thing when people think of us they think of that album which is really cool but for me that's like it's really weird. There's bits of songs, there's things that I on that record that I wrote when I was 14. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you know, kind of like riffs and sort of little kind of people don't realize ideas. That, don't, like you've had your life pretty much to write your first record, and yeah. then like your second one, they're like, oh, we need another one six months later, and you're like, what the fuck? No, well, it's uh, it's mad. So I can remember I wrote the introduction to Juno. I think when I must have been about 17. Yeah. I, I can remember kind of doing it and I had like this weird little hippie like lamp that that my parents had bought me for Christmas because I was quite a hippie like child you know (laughs) and uh, it was yellow with like a the smiley face sort of logo nice. on it and I was playing acoustic and I remember writing that section and I think oh that's, that's that's quite cool probably never do anything with that it's like yes. yeah I wrote that when I was 17 uh, your revolution is a joke I wrote uh, when I was 14 because my my mum was like ill in bed with a migraine and I couldn't play electric guitar so I picked up an acoustic and I ended up writing that and I was like oh showed it to her and she was like oh that's that's really nice Chris and I was like forget the room I'm gonna play <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't tell you to stop playing guitar for you to go into the other room play acoustic and then come in and show me I, I asked you to stop making a fucking noise because I don't want to hear it <laughs> oh but it, it, maybe if she wasn't in like that you wouldn't have written that yeah of course but like that's the thing it, you, you, it's all these it is your first album you have your entire your, your, your lifetime of playing the ball for it mm. and it's uh, 
but there's also there's that kind of uh, a naivety to everything you do yeah. because you're not really you don't really know what you're doing yeah. and I think that's the kind of charm of Casually Dressed is uh, if you listen to it if you break down the songs on it and listen to them individually it, they, they're kind of the some, some of it doesn't even sound like the same band yeah like yeah, it stylistically does. it changes so much like throughout the record it, like, it's almost like track by track it's listening to a different mm. band and that's really cool in a way but yeah so I don't feel for me casually isn't a perfect record okay. so I understand why people love it it's the same way that there's albums I grew up listening to that, that I loved you know and yeah. I'm sure if you'd like you to talk to those people they'd say exactly the same thing but to me it's all to do with it's memories it's like you you people created groups of friends that they've probably had for their entire life mm. like they've had now for the, their entire lives through coming together through listening to that music your first experience is like probably going out and having your first drink kind of thing you know obviously being in Wales that is a very Welsh thing right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know and it's I think it's that album is definitely a soundtrack for people for like all of those first experiences okay. and that's why people love it so much I love the record because it changed my life yeah. massively and but it's to me it just yeah it wasn't quite perfect uh, ours was a completely different experience because that's that was written like literally off the on the crest of everything just going mental hmm. and suddenly ever like experiencing things that I never ever thought I'd get to do or I'd, I'd see so uh it, it's for me that's almost every song is almost like it's a map of where I was in the world at that time and it's oh. like so it's all the first travels like uh, Recovery I wrote the riff for Recovery uh, overlooking uh, the crossing in Shibuya Square nice. I had my first Les Paul never owned the Les Paul never thought I'd <laughs> ever be able to own the Les Paul and I had one and I played it and I was like don't really like this I've got to get familiar with it mm. and it ended up being jet lagged wrote that riff uh, I wrote All the Rage in uh, Berlin when we were on the Iron Maiden tour uh, just playing in the dressing room warming up uh, uh, what was the other drive I wrote in uh, in Boston in the back of the bus everybody went out and I just I was a bit tired so I yeah, love this just I love wanted to play and wrote it. Yeah. so it's like it's for me every uh, the end of nothing I wrote on Thanksgiving in a hotel room being really lonely because nothing's open in America nope. on a Thanksgiving yeah yeah so uh, I think I drank two bottles of wine and wrote that <laughs> luckily I could remember in the morning <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh, so for me that's kind of that was I think experimenting with my playing style obviously kind of trying to grow my songwriting and kind of the other thing was that I didn't want to come out of casually have nothing so while we were touring casually and we were going to all these places mm. I'd always have a guitar all my days off I'd stay in I wouldn't go out which is pretty miserable but that's me and I you know <laughs> so I just yeah I kind of like I wouldn't go around the city I just said get my guitar and write and that's pretty much all I did for the entire time that we toured and weirdly it'd be our touring cycle got for casually got extended because the American uh, label released it nine months after the UK well, so we almost like finished the cycle and then restarted the cycle wow. so yeah so but I think that the, the kind of ours was the record I wanted casually to be 
and I think when it came to us kind of putting the songs together and everybody writing them it's kind of uh, there was such a sense of optimism about everything because it's like you're still really green to like you know oh, yeah. to what things are like but you know our first album we got to work with Colin Richardson which was like I couldn't believe we were working with Colin Richardson I was like he did burn my eyes into manufacture yeah. and cock us all work I was like we're working with Colin Richardson <laughs> fucking mental <laughs> and yeah we, so we did it in Chapel and Rack so but you know which are amazing studios but one in London the other one's in Lincoln and kind of that, that was mind blowing but when we did ours we went to Seattle recorded in Studio X which used to be uh, Bad Animals which is where like In Utero was recorded yeah. uh, we worked with Terry Date who like did all of my favourite albums yep. so that was just insane like I d- couldn't believe like that I was like every day going into recording it's just like it's Terry Date Terry Date <laughs> Terry Date <laughs> boys boys Terry Date or, uh? such a Welsh a Terry Date boy Terry Date boy what's happening oh Dato 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 you think something's as it goes in my but no so that was like that was just incredible and like uh, he's the best producer just he came and watched this live and was just like oh you I think you're a, le- a better live band than you sound on record I don't feel that was captured on your first album and he was like so we're going to capture that and we're like oh well how are we going to do that and he's like well we're not going to use clicks we're going to go in we're going to record it we're lit- he's like you're just going to go in the room and play until we get everything right until it's like we got the drum track down and then he's like we'll we'll do any overdubs we have to do over that so yeah there's no click on that record wow. whatsoever I didn't know that oh, uh, awesome. it's like and everybody's like oh it's so overproduced it's like it's fucking life <laughs> yeah, it's, well there is a point where like they he sent Matt out he was like I think when we did history he was like song sounds oh, the midsection sounds really empty it's kind of it's a lot of empty space in there and he's like I don't want to fill it with music it's you got to do something Get these headphones in, Matt. Chuck them on him. Kick him out the door. Shut the He's on the street. You can hear cars going past. If you listen to history, you can literally hear traffic going past. Wow. To fill the empty space, which was, yeah, That's which crazy. was in that midsection. Yeah. And wow. it was like, yeah, it sounds. that after this now? Yeah, honestly, you'll hear it. You can hear a car going. I've almost lost my voice. That was a really shit <laughs> car. <laughs> so, so is would you say ours is your favourite? Um, I think for, I think for creatively, what we, we, I guess what we do, uh, what we've done as a band, I think that's us at our best. Mm. I don't think I think we then we just went too far away from what we kind of set out sort of being yeah you know what like we never had a mission statement when we started but we definitely didn't intend on being a second rate snow patrol which is what we fucking turned to on the third album oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was not so yeah sorry to anybody who likes that album It's all good. It's your opinion. Yeah, ashamed of myself. Yeah, I think I, I do want to say an honourable mention to Welcome Home Armageddon, though, because I do think that is. Yeah, and again, but like again, I think that was uh, that's probably the most we had sounded like us in mm. in years, and I think it was a kind of that thing of getting Gav and Rich into the band, and them obviously coming from that the same scene as with music as us, and yeah. kind of like Hondo and. The future were 
very kind of technical and riffy and it was just I can remember Gav's opinion he's like he's he's not one to sort of put anything gently oh well yeah like I, I like I didn't mind memory but it's just no fucking riffs on him man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. he does love a riff yeah so we uh, yeah that was like alright we're going to start writing riffs again and we're going to like really focus on that and then yeah that was wicked because that's probably it was it was really interesting because like both Gavin Ryan uh, uh, sorry Gavin Rich are really creative so like Rich would write kind of riffs Gav would write riffs and as opposed to normally the way we'd work I'd have I'd get an idea for a song uh, uh, Matt would have an idea and we'd work separately with kind of Ryan and Darren and then kind of we'd sort like the, the songs would come from that it was like three of us showing each other different things and collectively mm. writing together with Ryan so it was the four of us were doing all of that music and then kind of taking that to Matt which was completely different but yeah I, I love that record I think it's yeah, no, same it's definitely good like it, well in my opinion it's good yeah brilliant and yeah while we're mentioning the old stuff we I've got to say I've never seen Sean as happy as coming on and playing the art of American football with you guys because he's been that, he, yes but that one, half credit bro <laughs> no I know but, no, but American football you, you oh, no, really yeah, wanted to do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been threatening Johnny I, I saw that on the on one of your t-shirts you had our logo the Raiders logo <laughs> so I said to Johnny oh well John I'm, I'm talking to my lawyer now and we've come to the thing that if I don't do art of American football we're going to have to pursue some sort of court case for using our logo on your t-shirt and um, Johnny told me to fuck off which is fair Fucking enough look at this that's, yeah. that's blackmail that is mate <laughs> true <laughs> it's like literally it's blackmail Jesus, he's a well, I was fucking super happy. So, yeah. hey, hey, well, needless to say, I had the last laugh. Yeah. No, um, no, it's been fu- yeah. Well, like you said, I, I was fucking. It's that thing again of like me performing with like I, did, I ended up doing counterfeit with Limbiscuit, right? Oh, I would have lost my shit oh, if yeah, I'd done anything fucking, with Limbiscuit. I fucking like. did, yeah. I, I did counterfeit with Limbiscuit. I was doing a Fred Durst impression. Two Fred Durst. Hey man, wake up and smell the concrete. Well, he stood by there, like, with a mic. Like, oh, doing a man's voice to his face. He's surely... It's like, like you all right, boy, oh. Like, well, you fuck off, eh, Fred? You've, I mean, you should have sure, just done it in a really strong Welsh accent. <laughs> wake hey, up man, wake up and smell the concrete, will you? Mate, tell you, it was definitely room. Definitely room for it. But yeah, no, my point was that... Tamping against the machine, come on. <laughs> yes, got tamping, it. tamping, yes. tamping, raging against the machine. Um, Turn on the radio. Fuck it, turn it off. Oh, it's gorillas on the radio. <laughs> um, yeah, no, performing with Olympus Kit and performing with you the last last night was yeah, well it was just it's playing with two of my biggest inspirations in music. Oh, so well, thank you, man. No, you don't need no thank you for letting me do it. Oh, thank you. No, thank you, Chris. I thank no, do you know what? <laughs> thank you for doing this yeah, as well. well mate. You're welcome, I just started to set the record straight and you're just telling everyone I'm a miserable bastard. No, that's what we need to do. We need yeah. to talk about this, right? So on that on the tour that we mentioned with Ryan Or when you left me in fucking France on my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically before and right how do I say this without you stabbing me? You you might have a you it's might have a, had a reputation for being a bit angry now and again. Like Bob, right? Yeah. Now and again. So when <laughs> 
when we were doing that tour with you, the European tour, which was literally the tour that made Funeral Friend go, yeah, we should probably give us up, to be honest. Right? Oh, enough, enough's enough, boys. <laughs> yeah, if we've got to go over the likes of these cunts, that's it. Let's knock it on the edge, right? We were driving home. We, we were at, like, one service station before Calais. We stopped for some in. Everybody got out. Everybody, well, we thought everybody got back into the bus. Then we drove for an hour, and someone said, where's Chris? And we all went, oh, no. Oh no! We literally searched every. We we searched our own bunks as well, just in case. You'd, <laughs> just, in case some, <laughs> just in case you'd gone into somebody else's bunk somehow for some reason. Oh, I've been hiding. I have boys. <laughs> yeah. like Imagine we'd come all the way back and you were like, "How's the other one?" So we got an hour away from the services. Ne- we were nearly at Calais when we realised you weren't there and we were going to have to go back. It took us an hour to get back, and I swear to God, 30 seconds before we got back to that service station, everybody thought you were going to be so mad that every, and I mean everybody went, I'm going to bed, (laughs) because he's going to be furious, and I can't fucking face the wrath. And you came in, and you took it better than anybody could have ever expected. I found it quite funny. I'd spent spent two hours eating bloody Monster Mansion drinking Stella at the service station. (laughs) <laughs> it a, yeah, it was bad. It was probably one of my best birthdays. I'd say. <laughs> and I was, was on your bed. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is so. Oh, th- this is what happens when you're thirty. Nobody gives a shit about your birthday. So, hey, I'll celebrate by myself. Yeah, it was I a pack of Monster it. Munch. Then another one, another Monster Munch from the UK. None of the the beef or pickled no. onion, ready salted, nice. nice and fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> As plain as it is miserable. Oh, I just yes. remember get, like on our way back, we were like, I can't believe we've left him here. Of all the people to leave here. And it's his fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the odds? Like, awesome. <laughs> so he's going to be on fire when he got in. And oh, the fact he was, right. was fucking brilliant. But... Well, I, I, initially I thought it was like oh they, they do playing a bit of a prank there because I came out and I saw the bus going I was like I'm not going to go r- running after it they're going to stop down there and I'm going ha and then it, you, you turned out come back now <laughs> oh but Chris fucking hell I've been here a while now. <laughs> I have had some of fucking my best touring moments with you and with your band and because of your band so thank you very much um yeah thanks for it all thanks for the music oh it's a pleasure thanks for the shows because yeah just seeing those fucking first shows was just such a influence and inspiration it was like jesus christ fucking bands around here can do shit like this this is fucking unbelievable like 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 prior to you there was like Lost Prophets probably were like the only kind of rocky metal band so that's the thing so for me it's you know I I know that that's almost like uh, because of, of Ian it's become like a, he's he's almost like Voldemort yeah it's like he should oh, not he be named yeah. and I feel that does such a disservice to the other guys in the band because it, it was it used to be that being kind of being from Wales and playing heavier kind of music or metal music was like you always had an excuse to be shit yeah. it was like because oh, everyone shit. And I, could, and I remember seeing them uh, supporting Earth Tone 9. I can just remember being absolutely blown away by it. It was like, all right, there's no excuses to be crap yeah. anymore. And yeah, watching Lee play as well, like Lee was uh, a massive influence on me. So I spent 
I spent a lot of time. I had a guitar with a Floyd Rose on it. Now, anybody who plays guitars know, know how fucking annoying those things are. Yeah. Uh, I snapped the string and I just couldn't be dealing with it. So I played acoustic for like two and a half years, learned to finger pick and play kind of classical style music, but never really thought about it implementing any of those melodies or stretches and things that you do into playing electric. And I can remember seeing Lee play and he'd play these mental stretch chords and i was mm, like stretch, yeah. oh yeah. no i get i know what you're doing why haven't why why am i not doing that i'm gonna go home and do it i know yeah i'm gonna nick your playing style <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, the, they were for me that was definitely and i think that within the kind of the welsh music scene as well they kind of they opened the door mm. and kind of they 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 were the band who kind of made people initially interested in bands from Wales and I think that kind of they went through and when we went and after we wedged it open 100%. and I yeah. think after that the community came and I think Johnny as well has got to be mentioned for his contribution to that because he was the person who was bringing you know initially we had people like kind of you do all day as and it'd be like you make some college or whatever yeah. and like there's loads of things which were really good Phil who uh, used to played in the band Sex yeah don't know how that name would go down these days you know? <laughs> but he he had arranged like sort of jam nights and stuff for uh, the people doing performing arts in Bridgend and through that I met like Gav I met uh, Matt met Ollie met all of these different people that kind of ended up being part of Funeral in some sort of way yeah. and kind of Johnny started taking that a step further and doing bands and then he was like really ambitious and he's like oh I'm going to start trying to get kind of bigger acts here and I'm going to get more established acts so we started getting like Stamping Ground Earth Tone 9 which like at the time that was like having the world's biggest bands come yeah. and play your hometown and the thing that he did which is amazing was he, he put local bands on with them and that forces you to kind of to become better you're yeah. being inspired by by playing with these people who do this every single day and he's like oh no well we need to be better so you work harder and then obviously from that he went on and started working at SJM and uh, he always worked with us you know he's been even though he wasn't in the band for more than what felt like a couple of minutes yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been like a, an unbelievably integral part of everything that we achieved you know and I hope he never uses this no oh, god you don't have to cut this out because yeah. <laughs> 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 I was talking to his friends I was just talking to him because if Tony was this he'll just blow his fucking giant head yeah. up anyway no but no. he's yeah he is he's but been alright he's fucking integral in, in yeah. all of it really but I think for, for you guys as well he's, he's a massive part of what you've done yeah, so. yeah well yeah my first meeting with him he told me my band was fucking shit we'd never do anything he'd never work with me and then five years later, I had the ability to sack him as a manager. So it was, Ooh. you know, that was a table turn. But yeah, yeah if it wasn't for Johnny, yeah, there's so much that wouldn't have happened. I went to so many sick, sick future gigs. Yeah, that, yeah. He, that he put on. Well, I used, to, I used to do the the tickets on the door for that. Nice. I used to like literally kind of take ticket money and do the counting. Yeah, yeah. I always have to contradict the the tour manager who was doing accounts. Nah. <laughs> oh, I got this lesson, man. It's definitely lesson, man. Oh, your, your, it, man. your click is broke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you to Johnny. I suppose I know he's not here now, but we're not putting this in, though. Oh yeah, that's true. So fuck Johnny. Yeah. Fuck Johnny. No, we are open to have him on at some point as well, but then we are worried for the sake of everybody yeah, else. I, I would, I'd also decisions. say if you're gonna do that get some sort of legal advice before you do yeah, it. Yeah, I think we, we might we might get cancelled. 
settle that for that because he's just going to say some things, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to annoy some bands. Well, we, yeah, we saw him in <laughs> JFP more, Johnny fucking Phillips more the other night. Yeah, when he was, we did. When he was talking to some fellas about <laughs> their manager. Um, yeah. And it was next. It was so bad, I had to walk away while they were talking. <laughs> and I had to walk away. And then Dara, I, I was in Fumo's dressing room, and Dara from the other end of the dressing room was going, Tell him how you really feel, John. Don't like him, do you, John? And it was the most awkward meeting I've ever seen. But again, shout out to Johnny Phillips. We do love you. You are a legend. You absolute yeah. mad bastard. Like. Even if he does pick on me for posting modeling photos but on Instagram. He picks on everything. The thing if he picks on you, I was going to say he means he likes you. No. But no, it's not true. No, it's not. It could mean anything. <laughs> so, so it was interesting. We, uh, I sat down with Johnny the other uh, the other night. We were uh, after we kind of did the the first run through with like the the old oh, the original the old lineup. Uh, I had to go home, so I was going back to London, waiting for a train. And Johnny's like, "Oh, we'll go for a pint." So go to Brew Dog, went with him and Andy. And he was sat there, and he was he was telling me, "Oh, I'm this factual, logical person that things have to make sense, and I'm very much it must be done this way." And how he's more this kind of like, "Oh, goes by feeling emotional." And Andy was just like, "Nah, it's completely the other fucking <laughs> way around." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jesus, Johnny emotional. <laughs> Funny enough, I would keep this in. Um, the only the, the only time I've ever seen Johnny nervous was that Sunday night in in the gig before he came on. And uh, he's just like, oh, I'm a little worried, I'm a little worried. And I was like, fuck it, I can't believe, I've never seen this Mr. Fucking wandering about like he owns a bloody place. Um, but it was nice to see, to be honest. And he did all right. And yeah, he came off and like last night he played and his sons watched him. And that was a good moment for him, I think. Oh, and, yeah. yeah uh, he's, really nice. he's been, he's killed her as well. Yeah. In the last two shows, he's been, uh, apart from the ending of 10.45, the first one decided that uh, it was going to be about 40 BPM faster than the rest of the song. <laughs> I was filming, he said to me, oh, do me a favor, would you film this for me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come up, I'll film it. So he started filming it. And at that bit, the point where he just sped up for no reason, I caught him looking at you going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I can't stop. Now, see, the, th- the good thing is, at least, uh, at least it was me and not Bob, right? Oh, oh. Bob would have stopped the song. Bob would have stopped the song then and then shouted at him. Yeah. I've seen Bob and Snoz have a proper, the two seconds from fighting on stage argument. And you wouldn't think that from Snoz because no. he's the world's nicest man. Yeah, he is. He did, yeah. Like, literally, the world's nicest man. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, you put him and Bob together and they can, they can go, like, I'd like to... S- Man, I young, like isn't it? I'm not saying that Bob is like the world's most horrible man because if, if obviously Snoz is the world's nicest four. man, he's, <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he's, he's he's definitely in the big four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, cool. so, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking time out to to speak to us and for literally everything. Yeah, thank you for the inspiration over the years. Yes. Thank you for the music. Yes. Thank you for the tours. Thank yes. you for the shows. Yes. Um, thank you for the merchandise that made me look cooler in magazines. Ooh. Um, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything. You <laughs> I, I need a bit more thanks. I need a bit more thanks yeah. here, no, man. No, you're no, you're no, not. You're no, not working no. hard enough. Come on. This is what. This is what I, I. I wonder. This is why bands split up is because not enough people are thanking the bands. I don't. Uh, the bands don't realise how loved they actually are by people. Mm. 
until it's too fucking late and yeah. people are like I want to see you get back again it's like well if you were just if you told us where we were about a yeah. year ago we'd, we'd be, be in the band, band, band yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, there's also man you have to take into consideration that that you know you you can love something because of a period of time but to, to consistently love that and keep have that passion over it like you know year in year out is is pretty difficult yeah so um, i kind of i do understand it because i'm i'm as guilty as anyone of doing it there are bands who are like oh i love them we heard the new album no. <laughs> no at least i didn't know they were still together <laughs> it's like so i can't i can't criticize people for yeah. doing exactly what i do i'd feel bad about that no no no, no but that's what i'm saying it's, but, but i think yeah we, we're all we're all we've all done it but yes this is my chance to say thank you so thank, yes, you, so no, very thank you very much and uh thank you from a lot of people who'll be listening to this who you would have played a fucking well to this day probably play a massive part in their lives so yeah again, me included so thank you very much yes thank you very much oh and before you go though um, can people still donate to the yes. cause and can you give us the rundown of everything please? yes I believe um, I believe the Just Giving page is still up you can find it through uh, all of our social medias so uh, I believe that's going to be it should still be open for I'm not sure how much longer there's there's a limit on how long it can uh, it can stay open for essentially okay so I think we're uh, we're going to be getting quite close to the deadline but yeah that's obviously everything from this show uh, is is going to be donated to the family so yeah nice. if anybody does have they can spare the price of a pint yeah please do so yeah brilliant and yeah that link is justkevin.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash for big stew so thank yeah. you sean I'm, I'm 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 not very good no, with no, facebook no, 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 twitter no, instagram any of that <laughs> <laughs> no we've been trying to work out a while that we could try and somehow monetize this to give back to him or whatever um but yeah if people just check out justgiving.com forward slash crowd surfing forward slash for big stew and um yeah i know like a lot of your all the merch and stuff is going towards his family and that's a beautiful thing um, yeah so again thank you very much yeah. cheers thank, thank you, you. Cheers. Thank thanks you so to much, everybody who's already kind of donated and bought merch and come to the show it's incredible you should, don't, you, should don't, you should donate right now yes it's that simple isn't it don't be a prick donate tidy it's happening it's happening it's happening Yes, Chris, Funeral yes. for a Friend on episode 49 of Sapning Podcast. That was absolutely splendid. Yes, what a guy. What absolutely a guy. Lovely. I'm very glad we managed to get time with him backstage yes. of this brilliant tour. Yes, this and this prestigious venue. Yes. Absolutely lovely venue. That um, I've got lost multiple times already. Oh, yeah, there's, there's so many Spinal Tap moments you could have in this building. There's it's true, yeah. too many stairs and there's bits that go underground where there's no entry for some reason. And then, yeah, there's a lot going on. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much again to Chris and Film for a Friend and all of the Film for a Friend team and crew for being fucking absolutely top people and absolutely lovely to us constantly yes i totally agree and once again make sure to head over to their social media pages uh, for that link to the just giving page where you can donate towards that special cause for stuart brothers and his family yep. and yeah make sure to check out our social p- media pages too at twitter and instagram at sapping pod at s-a-w-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d 
We also have a Patreon if you'd like to get involved and join our wonderful Sapman Podcast community. Yes. Meet new friends, maybe loved ones. You don't have to, but it is happening a lot. Yeah, That's why I keep mentioning it. No, you don't have there. to find the but love of your life. Are, so, but you know. they're probably in there if they're going to be anywhere. Um, yeah, Check so it. head over there, get involved. <laughs> While we mention it, we've got to say a special thank you to not only everyone who is a Patreon. Check the link in bio. No, not link in bio. The link, the description. Jesus Christ. Check the description of this podcast and there's loads of names, right? Yes, and we want to thank all of them, but we've got to especially thank the elite members of our Patreon, yes. who are the names Sean about to read out now. Yes. Thank you very much to Dana Laznova, Kylie Wheeler, Big John Price, Emma Barber, Liam Connolly, Nathan Croshaw, Paul Hirschfield, Kelly Ewing, Scarlett Charlton, Drew Styles, Janelle Caston, Nessa Smith, Kate, doesn't have a surname, so can't say anything about her, Mitch Merry, he still hasn't changed his surname back to Perry, Jenny Munster, Emily Senegals, Amandine Urbano, Lucy Diaz, Martina McManus, still not a tennis player, despite the name, John and Emma, Caden Den Oudston, definitely Dutch James Oakley Marcy Jacobson Michael Hunt <sighs> Jordan Burchard Sharif Pimp Daddy Awadali I don't think that's his real middle name Mike Cunningham Craig Harris Lydia Henderson Livy Cropper Scott Jones Kelly Cannon Amy Thomas Becky Mayoko Stuart McNaught Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson Sarah James Tony Michael Jenny Robinson Jamie Bluer Sam Spray and last but not least he's back in the gang you big old Kieran yeah, yeah. I am King Kiefer Morgan no he's changed his name too but he, we don't accept that he's so. what look I am King Kiefer Morgan King Kiefer his name's Kieran <laughs> He's got. He's calling himself King, you oh, know, okay. like the royal. Like the royal, yeah. King Key, because his name's Kieran. Oh, yeah. I am King Key for Morgan. To be fair, who isn't? It is better than most of your puns. I'll whoa, give him that. Whoa, I won't go that far. I wonder if we can get him on an episode instead of you. No. Don't give him that idea. Don't give anyone that idea. Right, the new tier, guys. If you sign up this month now, right? Well, I'll, take, any I'll, take it, I'll take a week off. For any you pay amount, me enough, I'll take a week off. For any amount of money, right? You sign up, you can be the new host. I don't like that. That's very, I do. That's very mean. Um, and I tell you what, if anybody wants to be the new host, I'll pay you. So um, Wow. It's, it's gone, taking a dark it's, it's, turn. It's gone full. Yeah, um, it's gone full turnaround. Um Yes. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash happening yes. to check out all those brilliant tiers and exclusive goodies and all that malarkey. Yes. But anyway, it's been a great few days with Fume for Friends. Yes, thanks it has. again to them. I want to say thanks again for Raiders for putting up with me. And Sean, is there anyone you'd like to thank? Um, God. Thank you very much to God, Jesus, um, Allah, uh, all the boys, all the, all the gods. And big, girls, big shout out and girls, don't discriminate. If there's any girl gods, big shout out to them as well. Um, yeah, Shiva, good call, Gav. Shiva, uh, big shout out. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a god, big shout out to you. Um, uh, word of the week is. Oh yeah, we need the word of the week. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, looking around the room. I reckon. Around the room. Oh, nice. Nice. Po- we'd like you to spell the word posable. Posable. There you go. Send that to us on Instagram or Twitter at Sapling Pod. Uh, c- can we stop this episode now? Not yet. 
Over now. Yeah, okay. Good. Thank you very much. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.